0: Welcome back to The Good Word. I'm Russell Fugit, president and founder of Good Word Digital. Thanks for downloading and listening to this podcast. I am uh, coming to you live from Stellenbosch, just outside of Cape Town, South Africa, where I'm at the Southern Africa African Venture Capital and Private Equity Association Conference. I am here today for a full day of discussions and panels uh, specifically focused on venture capital in Southern Africa. After this brief message, I'll share some thoughts and insights from my first two days uh, in South Africa and give you a little bit of a preview of what's coming up ahead. Thanks for tuning in. But first, this. This is a quick ad read for GoodWord Digital. Would you like to toughen your tech, protect your reputation? Strengthen your strategy or empower your people. Good Word Digital has a team of experts and a network of advisors that can go to work for you anywhere in the world, just about. Uh, Our specialties are web development, Facebook advertising, marketing, uh, coaching, strategy. also have a strategic partner who uh, does wonderful video production in the Baltimore, D.C. metro area. Any types of content creation for social, uh, commercials, you name it, we've done it. Contact us at info at goodworddigital.com. Follow us at Goodword Digital on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, like our page also on LinkedIn. You can visit us at goodworddigital.com. Stop guessing. Start growing. Tell your story before someone else tells it for you. We can help. Again, you can also call 410-575-4324. Let us get the good word out about your business or brand, your institution, and your campaign or cause. Good word, digital. Welcome back to The Good Word. I'm Russell Fugit. Yes, we are in South Africa and we had a wonderful time at the Venture Capital Conference. I'd say they were probably at the Venture Capital Day. The first day and a half was private equity. Then at three o'clock on the 28th of February, they kind of invited the Venture Capital folks like myself and my delegation to join the conference. Had a wonderful uh, reception force at Spira uh, Winery and Conference Center where the conference took place and um, very interesting uh, insights um, on that initial day and then of course on the following day the series of speakers and panels were also interesting as well but so many wonderful things I'm going to share with you today I think from a business perspective that's going to be important to understand that um, in, in Africa there's of course a growing middle class and it's said that by 2035 uh, Africa will have uh, the largest working age population of any continent. And of course, uh, there is a desire to create economic opportunity and jobs and employment, um, so that society can grow and thrive uh, well into the 21st century. And of course, everybody knows about uh, natural resources and perhaps has read about China's growing influence here, uh, in, uh, on the continent. Um, but make no mistake that the British uh, influence and the American influence is still very much a part of uh, the discussion and awareness here amongst the people As I've had various conversations with people in various parts of the society here in, uh, in Cape town more broadly and also, um, in the financial sector where American interest rates and financial policy and other factors like the election, like elections and Brexit, uh, certainly impact, um, what will happen here and what is considered in a leading emerging market, um, but an emerging market nonetheless, although uh, particularly in Cape Town, which very much uh, is a bubble unto itself. And I'll be able to speak more directly about Durban and Johannesburg uh, in the days ahead. But from the conference, I mean, from my first insights again, the growing middle class, and this is exemplified by turning on the television and seeing. Uh, commercials for food products for cable television for mobile phones that clearly uh, demonstrate or reflect middle class life and middle class values Um, um, so very fascinating to see that I'm able to drink the water the Wi-Fi works wherever I go Uh, my phone works with a simple uh, upgrade I was able to make to my phone package on AT&T so at least again here in the general Cape Town area you're able to do business uh, you're able to broadcast podcasts, so it's just really a fascinating uh, time here. Um, and there's not a lack of wealth. In fact, Stellenbosch, where I am, is uh, the, one of the top 20, 20th, tw- one of the top twenty highest concentrations of millionaires in the world. Again, that's uh, Stellenbosch, which is just outside of uh, Cape Town. Um, so, to a great extent, uh, the perspective that was shared um, were many. Um, They think that fear of investment from the West is overstated. There's a large desire to have more corporate and institutional investors, including pension funds and the like, to invest uh, on the continent. Um, And and, um, this a a desire to change the narrative. And oftentimes when uh, Western newspapers report about what's happening uh, on the continent, it's often negative. Um, But overall, um, you know, armed conflicts are down um, and and there's been a growing sense of unity amongst the continent uh, to unite as an economic force, an economic trading bloc. And there's a lot of power uh, that is being uh, organized uh, politically and economically. And they really uh, believe and there's a strong sense of energy um, that they just scratched the surface. Um, But one of the challenges you'll see is that there's a growing uh, and thriving even uh, private equity community, right? Where you have mature businesses that are you know, well-developed with strong management teams that have already proven a model. And there's capital for those. But even in the venture space, um, the venture capitalists on the panels admittedly were very risk-averse. And um, that definitely creates a hurdle um, for entrepreneurs. And of course, they're looking to invest um, even there at scale. And um, there is a gap, in a complete utter vacuum. Some would say, in early stage money. So that fifty to five hundred thousand dollar range, which in equivalent to American dollars is—I've I've, kind of just rounded some of the math. You're talking about uh, what 80, 800 to eight million rand, right? Which, very roughly speaking, is is about almost five hundred thousand to excuse me, $50,000 to about half a million uh, dollars at, uh, at the exchange rate. Um, so, you know, roughly. So you're looking in that range, and there's a gap here. And part of the, what we're going to be talking about in the days ahead as part of the delegation is how do you um, fill that gap. And then you have uh, historically um, disadvantaged institutions, and there are tremendous parallels um, when you look at universities that traditionally had served what are considered black uh black African students which were nursing and teaching colleges for those of you who are familiar with the uh, historically black colleges that were founded after the Civil War many of them were also teaching colleges and nursing colleges and basically training people for the only jobs that black people could get very similar here so you still have these universities that are starting to uh, diversify um, that have many first generation um, college students and similar to America you have of course issues around women empowerment, women in venture capital Um, but also women entrepreneurs. Um, so there's just um, so much um, going on, and and they really think there's a time where Africa as a continent, and of course, South Africa in particular, can rise. You know, Europe is largely flat. You know, they point out there's riots every weekend in Paris, and Brexit is a mess. Um, you know, China, Chinese growth has slowed down. Um, you know, China, Chinese investment in the U.S. is down, so there's a whole interesting dynamic between the east and the west. Um, there. And um, there's just so many interesting things going on. China has 800 million internet users, which is more than the population of U.S., Japan, Mexico, Russia. And then you have another interesting statistic, 4 billion people on this earth out of the 5.5 that are here um, own a mobile phone. Um, And then... Online spending in South Africa, 1.8%, where in the U.S. it's 10%, so there's still opportunity for retail and growth. And there's some interesting businesses I've identified in, I think, in the ones in Nigeria and other places that are, that are in this uh, retail space. And there's a desire, of course, wants wants the, the billion-dollar unicorn, but um, there's kind of, it seems to be a belief that you can have those, what they call, African gazelles, those $100 million companies that can spur job growth um, and economic development and create opportunity so really the um the conference really is um, was focused on, on a number of these types of topics um the the culture is risk averse so you have uh, venture capitalists who are saying they want to get 50% to 65% return on their investment so the so-called spray and pray model of picking 10 and hoping that one breaks through is is not sufficient for for their investors so again another uh barrier um perhaps to be uh, overcome here locally, but then also, of course, again abroad and changing their perception about the culture and the opportunity here. Um, and of course, there's opportunities um, just looking at environmental issues in terms of water, in terms of energy, um, and solving uh, the, the power uh, challenges here in South Africa, in particular, where there have been rolling outages and scandal. Um, and corruption. But again, you turn on the TV and there's someone sitting there uh, talking about corruption in healthcare and how much citizens are losing because of corruption. And if you ask me, you turn on 60 Minutes every other week and there's a story about pharmaceutical corruption or healthcare corruption and fraud. So I just think there's so many similarities. Um, there's so much uh, risk in any investment environment. And of course, you have to do your due diligence, but it's just fascinating to get uh, perspective culturally. Um, here uh, in South Africa and in Southern Africa about the opportunities in venture. Everybody uniformly um, admits that there's a need for more black entrepreneurs. Everybody admits uh, is very honest about the challenges there and the reasons why there aren't many black entrepreneurs, while there are very few blacks in venture capital. And um, the, the need for growth in both of those areas and also amongst women, and of course with women of color as well, is really going to be needed to to really do the kind of nation building that I think most people that I've spoken to at least want to uh, see happen, which is a more equitable and even a more integrated society. So, again, a very fascinating experience um, at the Venture Capital Conference conference. Um, Yeah, I want to give that uh, 800,000 rand to 8 million rand is is about 56,000 to 560,000. So that seed money is very interesting, of course. Um, There's also legislation, it's the 12J investment legislation, which provides some tax incentives and structures for investing in venture. I think that legislation is only 12 years old. So again, in many ways in the venture market, you kind of have it underdeveloped. You also have have had legislation that required universities to create offices of technology transfer. So they've done that, but apparently the only metric of success has been how much technology have have they transferred. Uh, So they're, you know, like someone's drowning, you throw a a rope to them, but you don't hold on to the other end. You're not having a number of successful businesses um, that can get training and, of course, get capital. And I've had multiple conversations even since the conference about uh, getting capital so forgive the little bit of a scatter shot at roundup but I might have more to share about the venture capital conference and they've actually emailed a very interesting summary which you can contact me at russell fugit r fugit at good word digital or info at goodworddigital.com I'm happy to to share the venture capital notes with you but it's just been a very um, eye-opening experience so as a quick preview, and in our next episode, we have coming up in the days ahead, is our university commercialization and entrepreneurship uh, meeting, and um, there's going to be uh, three, four main goals for this meeting uh, on Monday. March 4th. By the time you're listening to this, the event will probably be wrapping up as there's a seven hour time difference from the East Coast. But the event is taking place at the University of Cape Town Graduate School of Business. And the goals are one, explore potential collaborations around university commercialization and enterprise development two, explore capacity building needs around developing university entrepreneurial ecosystems. Three, explore potential collaborations around engaging South African and U.S. investors in university-anchored commercialization and enterprise development initiatives. And four, develop a shared initiative on commercialization strategies. So you have uh, leaders from, uh, there's 26 universities in South Africa, and you have leaders from a number of, and I'd say about seven or eight, if not more, uh, flying in um, to participate in this discussion um, tomorrow on a series of panels and a case study. And discussions around how the university system, which again is still segregated in some ways and still has disparities in terms of accesses to re- access to resources that is based on historical reasons that uh, 25 years post-apartheid. How do we overcome these obstacles to create more opportunity, particularly where there is a need um, in, in, in these townships and in the, the black and colored communities here um, in South Africa? And that ca- cultural context is very important. As you know, and as you'll hear me probably discuss more in this space. So that's the summary so far. Um, We have a lot more to go. So stay tuned to this space. I'm going to do my best to get, see if I can get an episode out every day or two. Um, And it's probably going to be a backlog and recapping into next week. And I have uh, met some wonderful people here as a part of the delegation. And I'm going to be capturing a number of interviews um, so you're going to be hearing a lot about South Africa, not just this week, but in the week to come. So thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow along uh, with my personal journey at Russell Fugit on Instagram. And you can like my uh, Russell Fugit page on Facebook and occasionally you'll see some tweets and posts as well at Good Word Digital on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for listening to The Good Word. I'm Russell Fugit. Have a great Monday. A great first Monday of March, and we'll be back in this space very soon with more about our trip to South Africa.